From Wisconsin Public Radio and PRI, Public Radio International, it's to the best of our knowledge. I'm Jim Fleming. Today, stories and science from the never-ending human quest for healing and wholeness. I see this as the beginning of a golden age in medicine. I think as we understand the full spectrum of infectious causation of cancer, we'll be able to prevent a lot of them, maybe 50%, maybe more. Might be able to prevent almost 90%. What if the autism, instead of being this massive problem to be fixed, instead of shutting life down, what if this autism is the gateway to the greatest adventure of our lives? Her cells have been around for the biggest landmarks in medical history. You know, they went up in the first space missions to see what would happen to human cells in zero gravity. They were used to help develop the polio vaccine. The list just goes on and on and on. When I was at my lowest, alone in an alley, Another man's blood on my jacket, craving the absolution of crack. Hanuman came to me. Not happy little Hanuman who might let you play jump rope with his tail. Mine had fists of ill will and steel wool for fur. And he came from the version of the Ramayana, where Rama is a crackhead and Hanuman is his formerly rock-smoking sponsor. For years, evolutionary biologist Paul Ewald has been trying to storm the gates of medical science with one claim— that most killer diseases are caused by germs, not genes. Although human genome research is the hot ticket today, Ewald says that these days research is focusing on the increasingly credible theory that viruses are the true culprits behind everything from cancer to schizophrenia. Ewald is the author of Plague Time. He told Steve Paulson how viruses attack cells. The virus actually attaches to them, invades them, and then sets up shop in those cells. But instead of producing more virus particles that are released from that cell to infect other cells, viruses will sometimes cause the cells they're in to start dividing. And that way, they're not exposing themselves to the immune system, because our immune systems are incredibly sophisticated at scouting out foreign agents like viruses, recognizing and destroying them. But if a virus can essentially eliminate most of what's viral and just stay as genetic material inside of a cell and make those cells divide without committing suicide and without having a cap on the total number of divisions, then they are able to last for months or years or decades inside of our bodies reproducing and then at some point generating new virus particles that could be infecting a new contact. And so to me the exciting thing about this idea is first that it turns out that decade by decade more and more cancers are accepted as being caused by infection which is actually scary, but it's very good news. You're you're saying that uh, a few decades ago, no one thought that cancer, any kind of cancer, was caused by infections. depends which kinds of cancers you're talking about. But if you're talking about human cancers, when you and I were kids, I presume back in the (laughs) 60s or 70s, the dogma was essentially no human cancers are caused by infection. But starting around 1980, there's been this revolution going on in which steadily decade by decade, more and more cancers have been accepted as being caused by infection. Until now, experts agree that a little over 20% of all human cancers are caused by infection. What are those cancers? Well, the one that's achieved the most attention recently is cervical cancer, and that's caused by a virus for which we now have a vaccine. And so that's illustrating what good news it is to find out that infections are causing cancers because...